welcome to a special bonus episode of The Opening Bell. My name's Matt Christie, the Boxing News Editor, and today you get to hear from Paul Butler and his trainer Joe Gallagher, who are both focused on what many are labelling Mission Impossible, and that, of course, is his upcoming contest with the monster, the unbeaten, the fearsome, Naoa Inoue. What I will say is that though we have picked against Butler in boxing news, that the optimism that was exuding from him was a genuine joy to behold. Joe Gallagher, as you would expect, is equally as optimistic. And I hope that comes through um, when you listen to what they've got to say. The first question I put to them was, could they paint a picture of what it was like in Japan at the moment? It's 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 a bit different than home. I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> food, food is a uh, you you've got to go out and you got to pick your certain stuff because it's it. I've got to be sticking to stuff that I really know from home. Really can't just be going out and guessing. Um, other than that, everything's pretty well. We, we've we've got a few gyms to pick from. Uh, we're out. We're walking each day. We're, we're doing little bits. Um, so the team are happy. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, we we had we had, we had a, a a tough time getting over here, Matt. The, the, the plane from Heathrow came up to Manchester didn't turn up in time. So then we ended when it did set from Manchester. We missed the connecting flight at Heathrow. We stayed at Heathrow. We got over here and it was like Monday. Then it was like we'd lost a day or two. We did a good two sessions on the Monday. Was it Paul? Yeah, yeah, or t- Tuesday. I can't remember. We lost a day anyway. But um, that was it. And then we went looking at uh, went on the bullet train yesterday. And then um, um, Paul's missus wanted to go and see some temples, so we went there. We got dragged around there. Um, but apart from that, like you say, everyone's getting the uh, um, training done. Paul trained very well this morning. He's got to do a session now. And then in the afternoon, I think one or two of them have gone to Disney today. And then Natasha Jonas has uh, surprised everyone. And she's come out here to support Paul with a little girl. She was at lap band last weekend and she's turned up. So uh, that's great. And what, what support that is uh, from a stable mate to put a hand in her own pocket and come over here and, and support Paul. That, that's that speaks volumes of the, of the team spirit and mentality and support for Paul going into this huge fight. That's brilliant. So there's been no um, shenanigans in terms of you you didn't get your taxi taken to the wrong hotel or anything like that. You hear about some horror stories when fighters are going away from home. It's all gone as smoothly as it can apart from that initial flight. Yeah, um, Mr Honda was here at the hotel to greet us when we arrived. Um, with Oshawa, um, remember the former WBC minimum and WBA world like uh, minimum champion. Um, so he was here. So um, they have nothing, been nothing but good. They've laid on cars. They've just been absolutely brilliant. It's and like I said to you, I spoke to Shinfield. We've come out here and he said, Joe, me and Rendell, we got looked looked after brilliantly. There's none of that. You think they've got to pull this tricks and there isn't. Um, the one thing that that we are aware of and we spoke about it to them yesterday is this um, hand wrapping here in Japan. Denair had it, they, they allow stacking here, um, which is a thing and tape on the hand and as much of it as you want. 
um, what I know being in rules meetings in Vegas and in Britain um, with governing bodies, it's the commission who decides what goes on. And as much as we can jump up and down about it, we're, we're, we're in their territory and under their rules. So if he's got a stack, then we'll stack. And uh, Adam is out at the weekend. And I said to Paul, we've got to do a few sessions with your hands um, stacked to have a feel for it and are you comfortable with it? You're not comfortable with it, we've got to do something. You get in there and it doesn't feel right. So uh, we're going to uh, ourselves um, practice that now these next few days before fight night. Is that a concern for you, Paul, kind of these almost alien new things that you've got to do in terms of stacking your hand and everything else? It's not a concern. It's like Joe just touched on there. We we will save them comfortable with it. Um, I will be in pads and and stuff a few days beforehand because um, if it doesn't feel comfortable comfortable for me, I'll go back to what I know uh, and stick to stick to what I know and what I'm comfortable with. But it's something I will try out. I will I will test it and and if it's comfortable and and I feel good with it, then it's something we'll go with. How are you getting on with the time difference? Because as we talk at the moment, it's well, it's about half past eight in the morning over here in the UK. You guys there, it's it's half past five in the afternoon. How are you finding that? Just getting used to it now. Um, I think today I've just been, after my first session this morning, I've just been chilling out. I'd, yesterday I'd fell asleep by, by this time. Today I've just been chilling out watching the telly. Um, not really had a sleep, but I feel good. Um, yesterday I was knackered. Today I feel a lot better than what I did yesterday. So we've got another training session to do uh, and hopefully I get a proper full night's sleep tonight. So you I should do. waking up at about three in the morning, six in the morning. So now hopefully we can get a full night, a full night's kid. Yeah, it always takes a few days. You should be, oh, fingers crossed, you'll be okay tonight. Often when you speak to fighters, so you're now, what, four, four or five days out from the fight, um, there's a transition from going from almost like a normal civilian into that fighter in, to become that kind of, warrior that you need to are you feeling that transition now or are we still days away from that for you what's normal for you um i, I think we're building up to it i'm starting to cook i'm starting to i'm starting to feel really good in, in the work that we're doing in the gym like the run i done this morning I, f- I felt like i was flying i felt I felt in good shape i felt like i could keep going but uh, obviously you don't want to do too much you don't want to do too little either i think i'm in a, a really good place at the moment and um, we'll be punching tonight so um, hopefully we we, uh, we have another good session tonight and, and we go again tomorrow. Now, you're aware, no doubt, more so than anybody, that you are a ginormous underdog in this fight. Now, I won't be as rude to sit here and say to you that I don't think you can win, but if you do win, how does this sound? In my opinion... It will be the greatest performance from a British fighter overseas in boxing history. I think it will be better than that famous tale of Lloyd Hunnigan going out to Atlantic City and beating Donald Curry. How does that feel? Yeah, it obviously feels good, but it's something that I'm working towards. So it's, um, look, I know it's a big task coming over here to Japan and, and getting a win, but it's something, like I say, that, I wanted this fight as soon as I became world champion. As soon as he beat Donair, it was the fight I asked for. Um, so it's something I'm looking forward to. I've trained really hard. I think I'm in the best shape of me, 
of my career. I'm coming off a great win. I'm in good form. And um, I believe in myself. I think that's the main thing. You believe in yourself, you don't have a chance. And uh, that's something I've always done. I've, I've always believed in my own ability and my own, my own strengths and what I can do. I believe I can go out there, follow the game plan, and I believe I can win. How'd you beat him? Bobby Smart. I can't switch off at any, at any point. Um, he's obviously very good in what he does, but he's a bully fighter. Uh, and I think I've always been taught as a kid, bully the bully. You don't seem to like it. Um, so, but you, you can't, I can't just go out there and, and lock horns with him because we know he picks his shots very well. So I've got to pick up on the mistakes that he does as well. Obviously, I've always watched him as a fan. I've now watched him as, as an opponent and there is gaps there and there's plenty of them to exploit as well. It's funny, Matt, when you and you're saying about the Curry Hunnigan, the thing with Donald Curry as well, that was supposed to be his last big fight before he signed a huge contract to move up and fight, whether it be Leonard or whether it be Hagler. And Lloyd Hunnigan didn't come out and try and bully him. But he landed early, hurt him, and just didn't let him get a rhythm or a groove to it. Donald Curry stayed at the weight too long. And looking after reading your boxing news today as well, you, you allude to that a little bit. And obviously he wants to... It's the longest time he spent in one division, as you said, making uh, this weight, and he'd want to go out. And you just never know. You just never know. Um, will that weight? Thing we looked at the media day yesterday, and I thought, now nah, there's some weight still to come out of you, and you're not really sweating profusely when we're in a gymnasium, red hot, and you've got sweat gear on. So I think he's still got a lot of work to do to get the weight down, and. Um, just look for little things all the time and everyone keeps on about the Curry Hunnigan and I think, yeah, and Donald Curry was just about to sign off a big fight. All he had to do was take care of Finger. Same thing and Newey is about to move up and sign off this division with a big win. Sometimes it just doesn't go that way, does it? You've been studying him um, over and over and over again, Joe. What weaknesses have you discovered while you've been doing that studying? I have been for the last 8, 10, 12 weeks. But what we've been doing this week with Paul, I've been sitting down Paul every morning and we've been watching one or two fights and the stuff that I've been working with Paul in the gym. That, that, at the beginning of camp, we looked at that and said this and then I've gone away, dissected and asked Paul to do in the gymnasium, got the right sparring partners to copy and do stuff. Then when you come away and Paul's been sitting down each day and watching what a new way does and then how to capitalise it, they're the things that we've been working on. So Paul now can visually, visual-wise, see what we've been doing on, see the shots that he's been practising and drilling, throwing, landing. Um, and each day we've watched it, I can see a bit more, I won't say that it wasn't confident, but, but a bit more self-belief growing and growing and growing. And that's what you got to do. You've got to dissect the kid. And listen, I knew he's very, everyone was on about his power. I don't think his power, and it might come back to my ass, I don't think it's his power, it's his speed and his timing and his judgment of distance. The fights when you look at Neves and other fighters and everything else, he's not knocking kids out on the stone cold right out. He's, he's wearing them down or they're quitting them or he's getting them with body shots and he lands well and, and he's a stiff puncher. Um, but like I say, Jamie McDonald got up and everyone seems to get up or they get stopped during the corner. So... Can't really take much of that. And like I said to Paul in, in the sparring, you've got to have a bit of swagger about your work. You're a world champion. You've got to, if you get him, you, you've got him with a bit of swagger and authority 
to make him feel like, all right, then, well, I've took yours, you take mine, and um, and have that mentality, but it's got to be done at the right time. He's going to put a, put a show on. Paul's going to need to be patient in the fight. But a new age, he's still uncomfortable when he's backed up on the ropes. He still goes back, square up, spins off sometimes. He's still uncomfortable, stood in the trenches. He lets good shots go. And um, I think the gaps open up when he comes in on the front foot. His head comes up, he, his non-punching hand drifts, comes down low. And there is um, lots of opportunities. It's us to be calm, cute, and be be like a, a one-man, well, Marquez type of fighter for this. Be patient, do good basics, and hit them, and all about timing. Does that make sense? You have Pacquiao yeah. running 100 miles an hour. But if you can time him onto that one shot like he did... I, I think that, that, that there's one instant straight away, do you understand? When his tail's up, it's more susceptible to, to being hit. And this is for both of you, really. What is your... OK, so you've, you've mentioned where you can win the fight. What's your biggest concern in this fight? I don't have no concerns because I don't feed him. Um, and I think that's, that's half the battle won. I think... 90% of the people that have been in with him are beat. And I, and I fear no man, mate. I, I just I go in and I be me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I know how good he is, but I've got to remember how good I am as well. Um, so I've got to get my stuff off. Yes, I've got to worry about certain things, what he will throw, but I've got to get my stuff off as well. Uh, I'm not just going to be in that ring and just be a sitting duck for, it, for him to it. Um, I've got to get my stuff off, so... I ain't concerned about much. Uh, I, I, I feel in the fight, we, we spoke about moments, the one that we didn't speak about was Callum Johnson out of BTBF. And Callum Johnson had him, and he said to me in the ring afterwards, and since many times, I was just going around the ring going, oh my God, I've knocked him down. Oh my God. And he couldn't believe what happened in front of him. And he lost the moment. I've spoke to Paul for the last week or so, and he was talking to his amateur coach, Peter Phelan, today, saying... Paul Butler drops this, uh, drops him, hurts him. He's got to go all out and seize that moment and deal with them because we've seen the trouble he was under with Denaire, but his powers of recuperation were phenomenal how he came out the next round and took back control. If there's, don't be too smart thinking, well, I've hurt you there. I'll get you again down the line. That might not happen here with this type of fighter. Do you know what I mean? If you get him, listen, you go and hell for level, let it go. Do you understand? You only got to get one chance. Let it be, and if it comes, then go for it. And how, however, it ends up after that, so be it. Paul, this has been a long old journey for you. I remember when you first started out, um, and all the promise that was around you, and you delivered for the most part. Um, but you've certainly matured as a fighter in terms of if, how you fight and how you seem to approach the sport now. For you personally, what's the biggest difference between you now and that young kid that was just starting out? Um, I, personally, I think I pick my shots a lot better. I think I, I'm, a, I'm a more rounded fighter now. I don't waste shots. I don't give nothing away. I think I pick shots, I find spaces instead of... I used to throw just for the sake of throwing. You used to hear that crowd in the in the background, and I'd go. <laughs> Honestly, I, I remember I remember once <laughs> show years ago when I was an amateur, and I got beat on a home show because I played up to the crowd. And Mac had always said to me after that, "Never listen to the crowd. The crowd, the crowd will be a downfall." And I think 
not since then, but even going through me, me early part of, of my pro career, most of the time you knew you were going in there to win, so I'd play up to the crowd. Not so, not so much play up to the crowd, but I'd throw shots just for no, I'd get a reaction off them and I'd throw like five, six, seven shots. Uh, sit on the ropes, catch, 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 then throw. I think now, like I say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot round, I'm a well better rounded fighter. I think I pick my shots a lot better. I hardly waste any shots. And um, yeah, I just think everything is is a lot more schooled, a lot more rounded. And I think that's a lot of it's helped by being a, being a coach myself as well with, with the amateurs. Do you think it may help you in a funny sort of a way in that this isn't at home, this isn't in front of thousands of fans that are going to be calling your name? I'd have loved it at home, but yeah, it's it's something that doesn't bother me uh, being away from home. Uh, I don't mind it in the slightest. Um, it's something, yeah, it's something that we, it weren't it weren't hard in negotiations. It was they've offered it in Japan. Sound, let's go. That's how that's how easy it was with me. Um, I, I'm not bothered where it is. So it's here in Japan. And a ring's a ring. Uh, as soon as that bell goes, it's me and the ref in that ring and. We get down to business. I was looking at some odds this morning, um, and I've found where you can get odds against you eighteen to one now, which is bigger than bigger outsider than Derek Chisora was against Tyson Fury at the weekend. Now, I I personally think that's a bit of an insult. Um, do you? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a, it's a world champion versus world champion. Uh, we have. Everyone knows what I know he's capable of, but um, nah, it, that's bookies for you, isn't it? <laughs> if, if I hadn't stopped betting myself, I'd probably have a punt on myself, but now nah, the betting days are done for me. Very wise, very wise. What about you, Joe? This is, um, this is not the first time, as we've spoke about several times, the first time you've been into a fight like this. Um, how are you feeling now as a coach, as a, as a looking back when you were a kid and you were starting out in boxing, I know how much this means to you. How are you feeling right now, four days out? And I say this with the greatest respect before your latest mission impossible. Um, listen, the, the, the last week of training camp back in Bolton, um, that's when the nerves are really kicking and you really need to see Paul start doing what we've practiced. We said we'd do and he did do that in the sparring sessions. And I think there was a sparring session on a Saturday. And um, I spoke to people. I thought, oh, started getting a bit butterflies there. It's beginning to happen a little bit. So it's then we arrived the other day and we had a great session at night. And I thought, I just need to pick him up and put him in the ring like that Saturday night. And I feel each fight, Paul gets better. Um, he's coming into this on the back of a career best performance. People forget he went into that fight an underdog, four to one, against Salt and Jonas, and uh, Boxing News, and uh, we pulled it off. So um, yeah, it's listen. That, that, that's what we like. It, it, I, I've always said this year has always been about the year of the comebacks. You've seen it in the World Cup. There's an underdog theme this year. I've been very lucky with Natasha Jonas, Mark Heffron, Paul Butler, all winning titles. Not really supposed to have, and here we are. And like when Tasha won, I think it was the IBF, IBF, that's all the belts. So as a coach, you have things that you want to win yourself, but there's uh, not been an undisputed yet. 
and I keep we keep joking in the gym. Be like buses, there'll be like uh, none for ages, and two come at once, Paul and Tasha. So, um, <laughs> so we'll see anyway. But yeah, listen, I'm I'm really happy. The team's really happy. Everyone's happy. Um, everyone knows the job. Everyone knows what we've got to do. And like I said, the work gets done and then everyone goes off and has their own bit of downtime, chill time, because everyone has their own responsibility. And, and they most might be feeling the pressure a little self, and whether that might be Adam Gigley, Bracket Hands, Johnny doing the SNC, um, Peter Phelan, Macca, um, Paul's um, old amateur coach. Everyone's got to feel it a little bit. So we've got to try and stay a little relaxed and everything else and just worry about what comes on fight night. Um, but yeah, I, I feel very good. I'm, I'm going into a, a, a massive fight with a fighter in form and in the form of his life. So that's huge optimism where in the past fighters weren't going in at the best for whatever reason. Paul, last question now. I know I appreciate your time. Paul, what happens on Tuesday? Paul Butler, undisputed. That, that's all that's all that's going to happen that's all that I can picture and um, you've got to believe in yourself and that is what I believe we have, we have conversations all the time it's like what will we do in the ring like, like just what, like Billy <laughs> Graham rolled around on the floor Rick, I, 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 I'm the biggest one for jumping around like a bleeding lunatic but this would have to expand all types <laughs> I WWE stuff going on, Matt. I'll tell you that much. I mean, the place would just be erupted, and just to think and picture and visualise coming back on our plane and having the belts and the reception back in Liverpool and everything, everything. And um, yeah, it's just, it's you can taste it, Matt, in your mouth. You can taste it, and um, we've just got to make sure now. Every day till then, we've got to be 100% on it. We can't slack and keep our eyes on the ball and just go in and at the end of the day, give it our best. And everyone can live with giving their best. It's when they haven't, they can't. And uh, Paul's got to go in and give it his best. You'll certainly be forgiven for going ballistic uh, if you get the victory. And I really hope you do. I wish you all the very best, Paul. Thank you for taking this, this crucial time out to talk to Boxing News. Really appreciate it. And good to talk to you as always. Thanks again, Joe. Good luck both. Bring it out. Cheers, Matt. Thanks Thank very you. much, mate. Thanks for your support, pal. Thanks, one. No worries. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, mate. Thank you, pal. Bye-bye. I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you, the listeners, for your continued support. Um, I can't tell you how much it means to read positive reviews, positive comments. Um, and if there is anybody out there, a boxing fan that you may know that hasn't yet listened to the opening bell or is aware of us, um, just have a little word in their ear roll and point them in our direction. So thank you from the heart. It means an awful lot. Um, the next time you hear from us, and Alex Steedman, I hope, will be in tow, we will know if it was indeed Mission Impossible for Paul Butler or if he cracked the code. See you next time. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.